Greetings and good day, good night, depending on where you're at. This is your host, Josh Belcher of the Josh Belcher Uncharted Podcast. This week is Lady Power, Girl Power, Power to the Women, and rightfully so. We got two rock stars in their own right. We've got comedian Michelle Trena, who's bringing her comedy one woman show, Divorce Diaries, to Zany's Nashville, February 4th. We'll be discussing that. We have singer songwriter based out of Los Angeles. Katrina Stone, who will be talking about how certain streaming sites and persons have been stealing her intellectual property and her music and putting it on streaming sites and various places illegally. We'll be discussing all that and more. Thank you for listening. Without further ado, we'll get started on the Josh Belcher Uncharted Podcast. This week has been a wild one. Uh, it's kept me very busy, uh, working a lot at both jobs. I'm a delivery driver for Sherwin-Williams Paint, and I also work as a counter person, I guess you could call it that, at Planet Fitness. Um, I usually do that only on the weekends. This week I did it four days straight. I'm really tired going into the next week. I'm actually tired of looking at people in the... Uh, Employee to customer ratio. Really need a break from humanoids, but um, I volunteered for all of it, so it's all on me. I just signed up again for the annual Titans 5K run. That's the Tennessee Titans here in Nashville. Ran my first K last year, dropped a little bit of weight, got healthier, enjoyed it thoroughly. It was a great accomplishment to go over that 5K threshold there on the fifth yard line for the Tennessee Titans, and I'll be back at it again this year because it's a great reward to have a heavy set fellow like myself complete something like that. Rarely am I proud of myself, but uh, that was a pat on the back moment, a great feeling of accomplishment to uh, do that little route and rock it out. Look forward to doing it again on May 2nd. Really, really awesome. Uh, with that being said, need to bring up Kobe Bryant. Um, tragedy. Um, all the members of the other families, thoughts and prayers with everyone, uh, Kobe and his precious daughter, and the other uh, men and women and children that were aboard. Just a heartbreaking um, event all the way around. I mean, my heart went out to Kobe Bryant's family, as well as all these other people. He was an amazing athlete, gave his heart and soul to the game of basketball, went into the NBA at 18 years old, right out of high school, and was just a rock star the whole way through. Gave 110%, was one of those uh, type A successful people that just could conquer the world. Gave his blood, sweat, heart, and soul to uh, NBA. And just uh, may God bless him, may God hold him in his arms, and uh, hope to shake his hand one day uh, and meet him uh, up there in the uh, great above and beyond. Uh, with that being said, um, through this tragedy, I have noticed, and I'm sure other people as well, that it's kind of united our country. Uh, I'm not one to discuss much about politics or the way people feel about certain things. I have my thoughts on things, but I am on this podcast for entertainment. I am here to discuss people of interest, whether it be comedy, music, movies, uh, in an entertainment fashion, not to express my beliefs when it comes to political um, stuff, but I will say this: 
um, this divided country, um, whatever decree, religion, um, anything you've got going, whatever your differences are, I can find a common denominator as talking to humans this week, and that's discussing the uh, the loss of Kobe Bryant. And everybody seems to agree that whether they studied him or not, uh, what an impact he had on this world and how sad it is. And it's kind of united us in a way, and it's a good thing. Because I do remember a time in life when this world wasn't so, so so divided and our ears were not so brittle and sensitive and people just coexisted a lot better than they do now. But uh, things are shifting, and uh, one thing that remains the same in life is that every thing changes so to the Bryant family and all the many many others that lost their lives I have sincerely prayed for you in my prayers and hope that God uh, puts his healing hand on you and allows you to experience something in this journey uh, some bit of comfort uh, from my heart to yours so condolences and thank you for everybody to listen to this got a great podcast all girl power this week power to the ladies and without further ado let's get this party started thank you for listening this is josh belcher i love each and every one of you and i thank you for listening once again to the josh belcher uncharted podcast always uncharted territory always new adventures and i'm thankful and grateful for the opportunity to entertain you and to interview these fine people all over this wonderful countries of ours and beyond so here we go thanks like to have on this week's podcast michelle Trena. she is coming to zany's nashville february 4th with her one woman comedy show divorce diaries be sure to pick up your tickets it's going to be an awesome time so michelle i was, yeah. I was talking about being from the south which is you're going to be visiting from new jersey if i did my yeah. studying right yeah tell us what time is it where you're at and exactly what you just told me you're doing okay so it's six oh I have my clock set to 6.05, but it's 6.02 because I like to put three minutes ahead so that when I'm running late in the morning to get my child to school and myself to whatever job I'm doing that day, Uh I am three minutes ahead technically in my brain. So So it's 6 o'clock and I'm cooking dinner and putting my child in front of a tablet, which I do sometimes if I'm multitasking. Um, yeah. So you might hear the the, the fried pan is still cooking chicken cutlets and the fan <laughs> is on because sometimes if you don't put the fan on, it starts smoking. I'm sure as every mom knows or any cook Absolutely. knows. Absolutely. Yeah, that's right. Well, hey, you know, uh, props to you from being a single parent myself. Watch some of your uh, one lady show. It's hilarious. Oh, yes. Great. Um, and um, I, I just, I like the concept because you, you never hear about, uh, you know, a divorce kind of like a comedy slash truthful show. I mean, people were talking about it kind of like a little bit, but you've yeah. made a whole premises of it. How? What was the inspiration of it? Obviously, get divorced. But right. what made you well, get what made, Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, well, because it, what the inspiration was, uh, I had, you know, I've been an actor my entire life. I went to college for theater, and I went to comedy after college and did improv, and then did, started to stand up a couple years ago. But the true, and so it's always the performance for me is always, how I get out what's going through my life because that's why I chose it as a job. That makes me feel happy and good inside. But sure. the the divorce diary element of the content and it was inspired when I was moving back home with my parents and my 95-year-old grandmother and my twin brother and my handicapped dog and my daughter and my, my daughter had had to get early intervention services for her not speaking. It, it was insanity. And I was like, how am I – 
how is this not funny? Like, yeah, like absolutely. My, my grandmother was, you know, potty training alongside her. I just said, you can't make this up. I started to date. <laughs> I thought I was going to find, like, the the real husband. Like, I thought I was going to find Mr. Right, like, pretty soon after. Yeah. I don't know why I thought that, but I did. And all those things, like, these, these elements of family, um, you know, career, uh, the mommy, the mommy groups at school, it was all kind of uh, like comic relief because of some of the stuff they would say to me was like backhanded insults and stuff that was happening to me was backhanded insults. So I come up with this, this diary concept because day one back home with my mom and my father and I have a curfew. Oh my know? gosh. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, so like you don't have a curfew when you move back home with them, but it's like, where are you going? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> when it what time are you coming back? Yeah. Yeah, my, you know, I did a similar thing uh, with divorce, and my mother, uh, bless her, she, well, yeah, of course we say bless your heart down here. Anyway, she, uh, she's, I love it. yeah, she's calling me and stuff, and I'm like, Mom, I'm six foot tall, weigh 270 pounds. I don't really, somebody's going to have a tough time kidnapping me, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it, you know, she said, you know, when I was out and about, uh, you know, she didn't really have to worry about me, but now, you know, I'm back, and I'm like, it, it, you do, you fall literally, you can't go any further down, your whole world's flipped upside down, and you're trying to regroup, and uh, I just, like I said, from a guy's side, but like listening to it, and then I have a friend now that, two of them actually, that are going through divorces, uh, one of them, uh, who will be listening to this podcast, actually still lives with his ex, and uh, she's, oh. she's already moved on, it's got to be so bizarre. How, you know, I've heard that's a common, common thing, and I'm telling you right now, like, it's it's yet to stop. I I from what I've seen, but the, I I'm saying that at the same time, I'm coming down to do my show in Nashville, and my ex husband's staying in my apartment to watch our child. So you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, right on. We couldn't find a better solution because he lives an hour away. So I was like, oh, I'll suck it up and put a lock on my bedroom door and sleep there on the mattress. Yeah. So, <laughs> Those days are over. No, yeah. I you know what it is. I I don't trust them. Like, yeah, there's some trust issues. Sure. Yeah. How long is your divorce? How long have you been singular, or are you with somebody now? What's the story with that? I am very singular, and right um, yes, I am been divorced for about five, almost five years. And Wowzers. Yeah, I know, and I haven't been in a in a long term like relationship since, and I'm okay with that. I yeah. I think that the relationships I have been in have fueled the show, and I hope that they can fuel positive motivation for for and comic relief for women. Um, but it is an interesting journey, and and I'm very very optimistic, and I'm a very big romantic, so it's not uh-huh. like I'm this pessimist about marriage or love. I, I just, I think it's a lot of this stuff is you take it so seriously that it ha- you you have to heal for humor, otherwise life is so depressing and um, uh, m- monotonous. And so why yeah. are we going to choose to live it through that glass lens? Why why don't we just make a joke about all these bumps? You know. Yeah, it's it, it's it's, and I agree with you 100. percent If I'm ever down in the dumps, you know, I'll be. If traveling or something, I'll put on a podcast of a comedian I love and just listen to him, just wail it away. You just you have to laugh because if not, you know, life will get the best of you. It'll sneak up on you and make you just 
downtrodden, and it looks like you're doing pretty good. I was going to ask you, are you like a physical trainer or something? Because you're pretty so, pretty buff. Oh, uh, thank you. So on my musical theater days, I was a trained dancer. I am a trained dancer, and I, nice. um, I yeah. also, uh, yes, thank you. I teach uh, dance in theater, so my my dancer uh, my dancer role is still very much intact. So, and I also I use a lot. Like I always say, I use comedy and I use movement to heal and grow. But otherwise, otherwise, I would be like on the floor crying all the time. So it's mm-hmm. part of my like uh, my mojo. And um, yeah, so yeah, I do I do have a whole thing about my my role as a dancer in my in my show. You'll definitely be excited to see it. <laughs> yeah, well, in Nashville, have you ever tried line dancing? It's almost a must if you're a dancer oh, to stop by the absolutely. wild horse. Oh yeah, absolutely. I've tried wild line dancing. Now, what is it? Where am I? I will, I will be there Monday night when I land. I'll go to the wild the wild horse. <laughs> the wild horse is about uh, let's see, maybe four miles from Zany's. Okay. And it's right on Broadway, right in the middle of all. It's like we're now Nashville is now known as like the bachelorette party capital of the world. Yes, so, I know. Uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Once you've seen about seventeen rows of women screaming doing the same thing, you'll turn left and then you'll be like, oh, there it is. But they have line, which is you probably don't need them, but they have like a line dance group and they have instructions and it's just a blast. Like. A big old cornfed country boy like me, that's like right up my alley. So I, I was like, I know it's got to be a different thing. You, you plie and grand bottom and love, all that uh, stuff. No, I mean, I'm from Jersey, so we do like the cha-cha slide. But I had a tour mate from, <laughs> I know, I, I'm going to bring, but I, I want to, I had a tour mate who's from the South years ago, and she taught me, I'm, I am I don't remember the name of it, but she taught me a country line dance, and I, I was in love with it. And I, I'm, I'm not even joking. I'll probably get off of the plane, put my stuff down, and want to go to this place. I want to experience Nashville in its fullest, so that Tuesday night yes. I'm ready with a little flair from Nashville. I like to do that when I go to each city I visit to kind of get yeah. the feel for the community and the environment, and you know. So I would yeah. love to do that. <laughs> well. Well, this you could do and really win some people over. If you if you do a promo video, learn okay. the get up. The the, the you, up. you'll you'll learn it in like five seconds. It's the get up by Blanco Brown. It's a new country two step song. Okay. And it's almost like they play it everywhere. They wear it out. It's like Who Let the Dogs Out like a decade oh, ago. Yeah. Every Predators hockey game, the Titans, whatever's going on down here, the two step yeah. will come on and it's that is just the anthem. So you oh, gotta I'm check excited. that out. Yes. Learn it. I'd love to see you do a video of it. I think you would master it. Because, like, I saw your pictures where you're doing all those wild stretches. I was like, okay. Yeah. She's, in the con- she's either in the kung fu. She's a stunt lady. Something's happening here. So. Yes. But. Okay, so challenge accepted. When I get on the phone with you and my daughter finishes her homework and she goes to sleep, that's on my to-do list tonight. <laughs> Yes, I, got, I got an hour. Yeah, I'm I'm on it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I, I, I think you can master it because, like, you're doing all that dancing stuff. It's a fun dance. I have old knees. I'm 37. <laughs> and I'm 38. Uh-oh. Are you really? <laughs> yeah. I thought you you look about 25 oh. or 26. Okay, so I look like 20 – I look 29 then. <laughs> but, I mean, you just – That's you don't, very nice you, of you. Thank you don't you. look quite seasoned like I do. I feel like I'm 106. But, anyway – I don't have the knees for it. I can like halfway do the mm-hmm. get up, but I really think you would probably knock it out of the park. That is like the new Southern anthem. So. Oh, I can't wait to look at it. All right, I'm on pumps now. I'm pumped and, and, and really excited about your show. Like I said, I was telling some friends about it. I have I have a the lady that cuts my hair. She's the greatest hairstylist on earth. 
she she okay. um she's going through divorce and she's got she's going through the whole my husband's already moved on he's already found a lady so on and so forth oh. and then my oh, friend no. yeah and then my friend my guy friend who still lives with his wife the same thing she's found a guy and I'm just like I know it's the worst feeling in the world I've been through it but it's like yeah. And then here I am seeing you discuss it. I was like, this is amazing. She's going to bring it to Nashville. Oh, I can't wait. And you have to tell them all to come to the show. This is awesome because when they come, you know what it is? I wanted my divorce because I didn't want to cheat. Um, and and no, my ex-husband probably didn't want to hear that at the time. Um, yeah. I, I didn't say that in those exact words, but it was the truth. And I, I felt like if we headed down that road, it would have happened. Uh-huh. But, you know, I have been... Since then, cheated on. I've had people be very, um, you know, not friendly, or, or maybe that's too kind. You'll have to see. But <laughs> so all those things have happened where that feeling of loss and um, and dealing with like I lost my father a month ago. Um, oh, I'm and, sorry. And that's yeah, awful. no, it is awful. But you know what? It he was he it was sudden, but not sudden. So we knew he was gonna pass, but not we didn't think it was that right away. Yes. So, yes okay. So dealing with the loss of a, a, a family member, a relationship, a person in your life that you thought was one thing, all that stuff sucks so bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. I use the show and my humor and the comedy to help people find a, a way to to just process and heal through humor. So I started this program called Healing Through Humor in New Jersey. I'm, I'm practicing um, this concept through a, uh, they're called North Jersey Health and Wellness. It's, it's a therapist's office, but they have alternative forms of uh, non-traditional, you know, natural medicine. Laughter is the best form of medicine. And so we started doing this a couple of weeks ago, and it's great. So with divorce, with anything going through divorce, who wants, everyone always puts this label on, oh, well, it's so depressing, what's so funny about it? I said, that's the whole point. You're taking it so seriously, you're not finding those moments where, are you kidding me right now? And talking about those, laughing and in turn you're starting to feel good about yourself because your endorphins are kicking in the stress is going away you know so hopefully they will come and feel feel good laughing at my life no No, i think think they will you you have a great personality and you you seem like you're tough as nails like i bet you could hold your own in a bar fight you just seem like that well if you come to the show i do a character he's one of my exes um (laughs) and and he actually follows the show and you'll hear a little bit about uh, you know, me, me maybe by accident smacking him across the face so, <laughs> because he kept canceling on me. And yes. I know that you know that a southern a southern belle would tell me that's not appropriate. You not don't act like that. But the Italian North Jersey temper in me said, "Why are you treating me like this? You should." You you probably yeah. deserve it back. I understand. Well, yeah, these girls around here they get a, they get a little rough. Yeah, <laughs> they get a little rowdy too. But speaking of southern, that 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 needs to be your next. You need to try to find a date a southern guy. Maybe that's that's what you're lacking. Find you a good um, country guy. I, I'm all about it. So that was one of the. I said to my agent in here, I was like, Hey, should I do like this anti Valentine's Day date with? My, with Michelle, he's like, "What are you trying to set yourself up for?" <laughs> I said, "Why not?" I said, yeah. "We get some tickets." I don't know, but I'm all about it because I hate to. I love where I'm from, but they clearly aren't treating me right. So we have to spice it up a lot. I would love to date a southern man. Absolutely. Yeah. You got to get one that'll hold the door for you. We're just a little bit slower and a little more simple. 
hey, listen, you don't you you haven't heard again of what some of my exes have done. If you <laughs> they are they redefined in a negative way the word slow and simple. <laughs> I like simple and I like taking it slow or be you know, in a slow kind of mentality, but they defined those words for me differently. So <laughs> well, I got it. Yeah. Um are you a fan are you a fan of spicy food? I know I'm jumping back and forth here. No, I'm please I don't care. Um I will try any food. I love food. Uh, being the Italian that I am, I have to eat probably every 10 minutes. Right on. Um, and I am a fan of spicy food, but I'm a baby. Like, I need it mild. But I know you got the hot chicken down there. That's exactly like, what I was about to tell you. Yeah, uh, Prince's I, Hot Chicken on the way uh, to Waldorf. Go ahead. What? <laughs> no, wait. Tell me the name of it because I'm going to put this on the list and I'm going. I'm doing all this. I'm going to live it. I'm I'm ready. And maybe you can be my, my tour guide if you're Absolutely. willing. Absolutely. We okay, can do good. it. Hey, we can throw it down. Whenever you're uh, willing, I'm ready. But, uh, yeah. yeah listen, I'm, I'm landing in Monday night. I'm ready. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just, just shoot me. Just shoot me a text. Like I said, I have a couple of day jobs where I can, I can swing it. Yeah, I definitely. Prince's Hot Chicken is a must. Okay. You got to see that. Um, you have to, and then you go to the Wild Horse, do your little two-step thing. Are you into okay. country music at all? I am. I am, yes. Okay. You'll have to see a couple of the original honky-tonks. And then to really get your cool badge, if you have enough time, you got to okay. go to Johnny Cash and Patsy Cline's Museum. Oh, okay. I am, I'm Johnny Cash is one of probably the country singer that I'm obsessed with. And my dad was a big Johnny Cash fan. So, yeah, it was um, so cool. He related to everybody. So, so. Yeah, exactly. So Johnny, okay, I just go to Johnny Cash Museum. So um, I'm in Nashville for literally. I go to Huntsville the next day after the show. Yes. So so I'm gonna do. I'm gonna suck in and is that appropriate to say suck in and out all of Nashville <laughs> that I can Monday and Tuesday because I'm so excited about coming down there and spreading the word of healing and humor with with divorce and just my journey. I think it's just. These characters that are in the show that that come in through the stand up and the improv, um, they're relatable. They're universal, you know. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, absolutely. It's a great thing you're doing. Like I said, uh, uh, my divorce was so long ago, I, I don't remember it, but I did remember it stung. Um, yeah. But you know, you live and learn. But you know, my friends now that are going through it, it's like, I, you want to help them because they look so downtrodden. But like, all I can say is, is like, you know, just time will heal it and just roll with the punches because it, it, there's never a rarely a clean it's just like oh this is all you know Break up there's kids, no matter yeah. what yeah yes kids involved life's involved you know houses whatever cars pets i don't know uh, but um you know it's really it's a it's a great thing you're doing and yeah. uh, I, as soon as you do that uh blanco brown video i will be sure to share it because i know you'll tear it up it's it's really simple for someone that's trained but, okay uh, you just so that means i don't I'm gonna do it. The Blanco Brown. I can't. Like I told you, we're gonna. I'm gonna actually show my daughter. Maybe we can do it together, and I'll post it. Um, yes. Now, do you have children with your with your ex-wife? I have two girls that are now. Um, I started really young. I have a 19 year old and a 15 year old. Oh wow! Good for you. Yes, they are. They are up up and away. One of them's kicking butt, going to school, and uh, got a little boyfriend that I'm slowly but surely starting to like. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> well, the thing is. No, well, dad's usually, I have a tough time because it's my daughter, you know, and I know how yeah. I was, but he's stuck around and he, he's really nice. Uh, he's, his sense of humor is totally different than mine. His is more dry. Yeah. And he doesn't like anything I like and he collects unicorns, which is, uh, it's a whole other, oh. I don't know, it's got like a be a millennial thing, I don't know. Uh, different for me. Okay. I, I, yeah. yeah. I, 
I, if I would have had a unicorn, I probably got beat up. But I don't know. Yeah. He's each their own. Um, but he's, uh, you know, like I said, he's he's super good to my daughter, and she's happy. So that's all that matters to me. Right. Exactly. That's all that matters. I feel like we're, I, you know, when a when a man or a guy came to my father's door and he had an earring, that was a thing for my father. But nowadays, nothing. So maybe the unicorn unicorn is like what the earring was in the eighties, or I don't know. My yeah, dad, you, my dad and mom were old school Italians. That you had to shave your beard. You had to like. You know, no yeah. earrings were for women. That kind of thing. Yeah, they were like the, the old the Godfather. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they were exactly. like the, like the old, old scenes of Godfather. You had That's to kiss it. the ring and do a favor and all that. Yeah, like it will. Right, I do a little bit about that with my <laughs> a goatee wearing earrings, and he refused to take my mother's coffee. Oh and my. you, especially in an Italian household, like coffee is even if you don't drink it, you just take it. You yeah. you just like start with a spoon, sit there with it in your hand, and it's the first time you're meeting your girlfriend's mother. Yeah. My mother was like, "What is going on with this guy?" <laughs> uh, I understand. Yeah, that that you know, similar to here here in the South. Like whenever you're in one of these homes, a mom's gonna put some food in front of your face. Yeah. Yes, you have to ram it in your mouth at least a bite. <laughs> yeah, but and I think I think that's a universal thing with family. You have that respect of you know, what you're supposed to do, the etiquette, the manners. And, you know, when your parents, they see something that's not for you, they're like, oh, no. And they keep reminding you, even if it's 30 years later and you've divorced them. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> they'll keep tabs. Yeah, I told you. And they'll act like that one thing they pinpointed was like the catastrophic demise to all of it. Yeah. You know, oh, like yeah. This, guy, this, this, yeah, this guy's got facial hair. That's what it was. Yeah, so that's what it was. Oh, right, exactly. Yeah. You know what? But, That's yeah. it. This is gonna be it for now. And I'm, I, I, my mom will still refer him to your, your husband. I'm like, mom, this is five years now. He's not my husband anymore. Like, names have been changed. Like boundaries <laughs> have been set. We're done with this now. <laughs> yeah. Did you? Okay. That, that brings up another. Did you? So you changed your last name back? I went back to my last name, uh, my maiden name. Uh, my daughter has her his name. I, yeah. I went back to my maiden name because it was something. Uh, there was an, uh, there was something that had happened that made me feel very disrespected as a as a uh, mother and as a person who was working very hard caring for our child. And I just felt like I don't want to keep this person's last name. That's the honest truth. And yeah. I, I have forgiven. Uh, but I said, decided at that point I'm going back to my, my maiden name because that's mine. And no one's going to take it from me, and I'm never changing again because it's my name, and I, I that's it. And so yeah. it's it more of like a, a pride thing, and I didn't feel like I wanted to be connected that way anymore, you know? Yeah, I understand. The, the reason I had asked is because the two people that I'm telling you about that are in my life are uh, his wife's ex, or she's ex now, is keeping his name. And then my young lady friend, she's keeping his name. Uh, they, I don't know, it might be just the same. They decided they were like, oh, I wanted to, you know, stay with the kids last name, this, that, and yeah. other. But, but you, what you would think was it's like, not not for me. I, I, it wouldn't bother me personally. But if I'm dating a lady, I would be like, yeah. oh, you kept the name. And there might be a little itch of, you know, jealousy mm-hmm. there. Well, for somebody, not me. I'm, well, I'm, I'm cool, calm, like this. But well, there is, there's a lot of things to inter. Like I did want to keep it for because it was my daughter's last name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when I re- like um he he had a gambling issue, 
And I say issue because I don't know re- the reality of what everything was. With, is it with the trigger because, he, you know, he was using that because he, was, he didn't want the divorce or what. But it made me feel very aggravated with what had happened, and I had to find out. So that, to me, said I'm taking my last name back because I don't want to be – I'm done. Like, yes. it just it was a trigger for me to say that. But some people, yeah, they want it because it's their kid's last name. They feel a certain way about it, and that's fine, too. I think that women, I know I got excited when I was getting married because my last name was changing to, you know, my ex-husband's, and I was excited about that. And it's that feeling of you're this unit. Um, But I I started to realize that being a unit is more than the last name. It's it's about the the, the feeling inside. Because no one's going to take the feeling inside that you both have that's connected and honest and genuine, and jealousy gets removed because of the, the friendship and bond is so strong. You know, because he's not, you know, right. so. That's so wise. That's like uh, that's uh, like the Einstein type stuff there. Oh yeah. I like trying to get my mind wrapped around everything, but yeah, no, it makes sense. Yeah, it it does, and you know, it for me, like I would love to find someone that I feel that connected with again, but I tell mm. myself, careful with changing things for another person because, you know, you can still keep your yourself and grow together and not change. I feel like I do that a lot in relationships um, with my ex-husband, with, you know. You try to to be over-accommodating, and and that can actually sometimes lead to, like, codependency without even trying to to do that, you know. Absolutely, and I didn't like to say I hated using that word. I'm not codependent. I am an independent woman, but I am in the sense of wanting to please the person I'm with because I love them so much. Like yeah. I was dating someone for a year and a half on and off and I do him in the show and he um, was supposedly getting a divorce and wasn't. So he lied and oh, was boy. married. So yeah. The relationship went on further than I should have let it go on knowing after the fact. Mm-hmm. But I was led to believe certain things, and I felt like when I found out the whole truth, I was so devastated that I was like, see, I started to change. I, and I noticed what I was starting to do. I was starting to change small things. He didn't like bikini shots for promos. He didn't like doing um, – he didn't like if I was, uh, you know, specifically talking. Like, I felt almost as if I had to start to shift things again. Um that frightens me because I don't want to do that. And that's, that's a codependent thing, you know, I, or that's kind of, I guess, wanting to please the other person so they don't get me. And that, that's just not okay. Maybe it's not codependency, but it feels like it for me. Cause I'm like, if you are certain enough that this person cares about you, you're not going to care or you're not going to feel nervous to do something, you know? Yeah. And, and that's, you know, all the, excuse me, the relationships yeah. you see, they're like truly successful. It's like, there's a, there's a give and take. There's like an unspoken, like, there's this, yep. this is this, and, and, you know, if there's an issue, let's squash it, but not let it linger and, and, and stick to what we like and everything. Like like with actors, like if you're if you're a husband and wife and you're both actors, you know, I've, I've often wondered, well, how does, like, Will Smith do a show where he's kissing a lady or Jada Pickett and yet they stay together? There's got to be something, some, something there that's, like, an understandable whatever. Yeah, you know? because they're – and it's a very tricky territory with acting because I don't – I don't care what anybody says. There is a connection with uh, actors and the way they feel in emotional. Um, there's, there's some kind of emotional connection there. You know, there's, there's not 
it, it's something that you can't uh, deny, mm-hmm. you know, and you have to kind of be wary because that could happen. You know, it could – someone could feel um, – sorry, I'm having a delivery to my door, so I'm answering that too, so if you hear me open the door. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think that that could happen and that people could possibly develop feelings, but it's how you navigate the situation. Yeah. You know, so if you're going to go out for drinks with that person and then – put yourself in a situation where you're like, I already have kind of an attraction towards that person. I don't want to uh, make it worse. You know, no. to get, you have to navigate the situation. It's, I think it's all relative yeah. to everything. Because when you're playing these parts where you're playing someone's husband or, or wife, and uh, thank you so much, um, and you're, see, this is a divorce side moment, side, sidebar, when you have deliveries come to the door. You do the yeah. podcast. Um, yeah. So you have to figure out a way for you to not put yourself in a temptation place where you're going to be tempted. Because I don't think that, that that even the best relationship gets tested and gets tempted. You know, we're humans. We get attracted to other people. We get about feelings. And actors have to be in these roles where they're falling in love. They're in these intimate, you know, intimate, intimate scenes. Of course, they develop a relationship and a connection. Uh-huh. That's why people have good chemistry on camera. So how do you navigate around that? And and mo- and a lot of people find that hard to deal with with a partner because I've been in that situation and it's can be tricky. Yeah, <laughs> been in, I, in my marriage. That's <laughs> why I went. I stopped acting for a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Like you said, when you when you start accommodating and then you lose sight of things, which is we've all done it. Um, but for me, I don't think the acting part, I mean, I think I could roll with that. I, I think if my partner wanted to be in porno, I think that's what would really – Oh, yeah. God. No, yeah, yeah, that's a no-no. <laughs> <laughs> no, and you know, I'm not saying no to like – now, if you want to do porn, that's fine. But like if I couldn't handle it because I can't handle being – people have people who are in open relationships. I know I have good friends who are in open relationships. I can't handle that, me personally. I can barely handle being on a couple of dates with a guy – I mean, am I allowed to? I guess I can talk about this. But yeah. if I'm on like a fifth date, that's like okay. I have to have sex with this guy, and I don't. I don't want to be so like. I can't handle that because I'm afraid he's not going to talk to me the next day. Let alone an open relationship. <laughs> let alone my oh, my boyfriend's a porn star. I, I don't know if I could do that. Listen, yeah. you never say never, but I I couldn't either. So that yeah, not not so much. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's 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 plug this show here in Nashville. Okay. February fourth. Uh, do you know what time the doors open? When, when I believe you, the in? doors open at six fifteen or six thirty. Right on. While we're chat, while we're uh, plugging, I'm gonna check right now. Um, yes. It's, yes, Zany's Nashville, and they can go um, online. I, I have a special promo code, but I'm not gonna say it. If anyone hears this and wants a special promo code, I think they're like they're a little bit cheaper tickets with this. Yes, yeah, they're, they're obviously they're cheaper tickets, but they're yeah. um, they're like special price tickets with this promo. They have to message me um, on Divorce Diary Show Instagram. Right on. And hold on. Okay, so they can also go to michelletrana.com and click on events, and there's my whole list of uh, shows in the area in Nashville. Um, And then I go to Huntsville and Birmingham. But they have uh, in Nashville at 7 p.m., and the doors will open. I like that. Bum, bum. You know, yeah. I wanted to come up with a country song for my divorce too, 
So maybe I'll have that at the show. Um, doors open at 5.30. Nice. That's to get everybody settled in in, in their seats. Yeah. Some hot orders and drinks and food. Absolutely. Got to get wound down. And then, and then they have to find out the ones that will want to yell, and they'll put them in the back. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and you're going to be there, right? I'm going to try my darndest. It depends yeah. on I, – I, as an adult, work two jobs. Oh, I hear um, you. I work like five. Besides yes, yes, I hear you. And it's just um, – and, and then try to podcast. So I don't ever promise, but if I can yeah. be there, 100% will be there. Okay, awesome. Great. We'll definitely have a ticket waiting for you at the door. Thank and you. You're the sweetest. Yes, absolutely. And um, and anyway, and you know, I know bragged up Nashville, and then when you go to Huntsville, you got to go see all the space station stuff. So that's a lot of okay, stuff so, you got to take in. Yes. Okay. So Huntsville, I got to do space station stuff. Okay, got it. Yes. I'll have and, an extra day to. After I do the Huntsville show, I have some a day before Birmingham, so I have to base date. I'm writing this down. Space station stuff. Okay. Space station is fantastic. You'll be really close to it. That that comedy club in Huntsville is awesome. It mm-hmm. is, it, to me, it is in the. Which one are you going to be at before I say this? Are you, uh, going stand to up live. Stand up live. Okay. Perfect. And then start stand up with Birmingham. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, start on yes. But anyway, stand up live is a perfect venue. It, it, people they they come, they're engaging, but it's in the weirdest spot. It's like tucked in this random corner. There's like a bridge oh, there. Really? It's like the great. Well, you might. I don't know. You, I I like where it's at, but it's like to get there. It's almost like. You gotta go oh, like on a special little journey or something. Okay, so that's a translation, and can I give you the Jersey translation? Let's hear it. So am I going through the hood? No, 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 no. It's it, no, 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 no. It's it's not that's the okay, hood. That's okay because I'm like, yeah, technically like from a, I'm from a, a hood. Like I'm and I'm an inner city kid, so like I yeah, where I was born. But the, it's funny because I was like, is that the nice way to say we're go- I'm going through yeah, the no, bad part? It's like a it's like a weird little traffic area. I can't explain. No, it's oh, okay. it's it's in a good part of town. It just it just the 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 way to get to it, like the traffic, the 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 way the road is constructed is just kind of uh-huh. weird looking to me. Right, you well, fist bump? Will... Are you like a Jersey Shore fist bumper? I'm not. Okay, so the Jer- I I can, I can fist bump, and I'm a, a very high energy Jersey girl, but I'm not. I'm not like. I, and I love the Jersey Shore show, but I'm not. But they're mostly from New York, by the way. They're like Staten Island, Long Island, but. I'm not you. super like that. I wasn't like living down the shore every single weekend because I was working, <laughs> and I okay, yes, didn't yes. have money for a shore house. Uh, so I'm a, I'm a different kind of Jersey, I'm a old, more old school, you know, working class, single mom, Jersey esque. Uh, but I do wear my leopard print occasionally, so you. you'll probably see that down there. Comedic <laughs> touring rock star actress slash yeah. uh, ballet <laughs> trained dancer. Ballet trained, yeah. I have I. My tagline is I I have a theater company for kids with special needs, so I teach oh, wow. kids with special needs and I date men with special needs. <laughs> I understand. Well, you'll fit right in when you get to the south. You'll be good to go. Oh, I'm so excited! Well, the southern men are gonna. I feel like gonna be a lot. I need. I feel like I need that change of pace. I need a nice southern. Hello, how are you? Door hold. I'm I'm excited about. It. I can't wait. That's it. You're gonna get plenty of it. You're gonna be you're gonna be rock turned on to it. There's a lot of good southern gents to be out there uh, pacing around downtown and, and close to where you're at. Yay! Great. Next up on the Josh Belcher Uncharted podcast, singer-songwriter Katrina Stone. She is among list of artists affected by unprecedented intellectual property theft on major music streaming services. We're gonna discuss that right now. 
Okay, Katrina, and you know it's, it's all over uh, all over the news and everything. You know, you're one of the artists. Uh, many, unfortunately, that is uh, you know the uh, unprecedented intellectual property theft on mm-hmm. swing services, which everybody enjoys. And uh, you're one of the first ones that I've seen uh, that's come out and discussed it, which is unfortunately it happens a lot. But um, tell us tell us a little bit of your story if you don't mind. Yeah, well, you know, I heard stories about people putting, you know, silent tracks up on Spotify or little pieces of tracks or just nonsense, whatever. I had heard stories about that, but I'd never heard anything quite like this. So I have cut music for years. I have multiple albums. Um, My primary source of income is actually from licensing for TV, film, trailers, advertising, that kind of stuff. Um, And so I release everything that I write for for licensing, mm-hmm. so I've you know quite a lot up there. Um, I've had some earlier work on a website called Noise Trade, and you can download songs from there for free um, in exchange for an email address. And I had amassed probably 10 years ago, amassed a huge email list from it. Um, and I know that the music was taken from Noise Trade. It was just a few albums. Um, but you can rip music off of YouTube videos. I mean, it's so easy yeah. now to create an MP3 from anything. Uh-huh. But I know it was taken off of there because there were some songs I never released on streaming services from, you know, those albums that all of a sudden were up there. And I didn't, I hadn't seen anything about it. Um, but I had a fan that had messaged me on Instagram and said, it's your voice, it's your song. It's a totally different name. Wow. And they've got, you know, almost it was something like eight thousand monthly listeners on on spotify mm-hmm. so i checked all the other streaming services and sure enough it was up there so i knew i knew they used a, a dis, like a distribution service like cd baby or distro kid something like that uh-huh. and so i had to track it all down and it was really difficult but i found out it went through distro kid um apple wouldn't help really spotify wouldn't help uh, they wanted me to fill out a form for each song for each oh my streaming gosh. service. Yeah. <laughs> it would have wow. been hundreds. Yeah. So yeah, it, it was an interesting thing. And then uh, and then Saving Country Music reached out to me and said, "Did you know that there are like 24 of you that I've been able to identify?" And I was like, "No." <laughs> oh my goodness. And now That's it's up to it, yeah. 47, I, I believe. Uh, I mean, this this is what urged my heart. I mean, of course, with everything that seems good, there's always that dark cloud. I mean. You know, in my lifetime, and I'm going to age myself, we went from records to cassette tapes to CDs to downloads. And, you know, we get our music quick and we can enjoy things and everything's used to fast. But on top of that, you know, artists like you who have a genuine talent and pour their heart and soul in their stuff, I just, I really hate, and it makes me sick to my stomach as a lover of music, that there's somebody out here to just, you know, just take it away from you like it's nothing. And then, like you said, if you were to try to, you know, count for every song, you wouldn't even have time to talk on this podcast. You'd, you'd be doing it like all day and all night, it seems like. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's been my life recently. <laughs> yeah, and, and I'm so sorry. And, and, and what compelled me to want to talk to you, like I said, it's like I, I hope sooner than later that they're going to nip this in the bud. There, there needs to be something accountable for this because, like you said, it's it's one thing to love music, but there's appropriate channels because if we can't support the artists we love, and they're able to do their things, then there there is music. There's just, you know, garage band. I don't even know what, you know, it'd just be like automated stuff. I don't even know. It's just wild. Yeah. I mean, at that point, if they're going to drive all the indies out, because there's no protection yeah. for us, that it's yeah. only going to be label music, really. 
Yeah, and here in Nashville, not too long ago, they just started. You know, they're they're slowly but surely, you know, doing a little bit of legislation trying to get you know these people rights for their music and everything. But it just seems like right now it's just an uphill battle. But you know, it's mm-hmm. what everybody. They, I've never met a person in my life, no matter what background, um, anything. That everyone loves music, so they need to, you know, find some kind of better representation. I don't. I don't even know what to call it because, like I said. The, in my wildest dreams, I didn't know something like this would happen. Of course, somebody's found a way. And luckily mm-hmm. for you, your fans were low enough to be like, I mean, and imagine how they felt, you know, finding this, like, what is going on? That's just bizarre. So, yeah. yeah. But, um, so what, what's your situation? Are you, are you having luck? Are you, is it, are you gaining anything or is it still, you know, just kind of in the wings or, I mean, like all, all the ones, like all the ones you have, are they getting taken down or are some of them still floating out of there? What's the story with that? They were all taken down. They okay. posted all of the ones they had taken from me under a new artist. And I had that taken down so fast with this. Sure. Uh-huh. And the other artists have too. Most of them are taken down, but the issue, the big issue is that they, they have the files, they have the MP3s or waves or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And they can upload them again, and they can just change the titles this time, and I would never know. Yeah, oh my, that's. And so that's they they maybe already have. I I periodically look for some of my weirder titles, mm-hmm. and I have to sit there and just listen through them, and it really takes away from the time I actually spend making music. That's what's sure. so difficult, is I just want to make music, and you know the idea that these streaming services, um will protect these big artists because there's money in it, but not necessarily protect the little guys. They they don't even necessarily care. When I had emailed them, I was like, oh, my gosh, have you guys even – do you realize what is happening? And it was – I got this stock email back, like, please fill out this form for each song. And it was like, what? Like, take the whole account down. You know, like, this is widespread, but they didn't seem phased by it at all. Yeah, and that's another thing that that hurts me because as a you know a studier of music, a lover, an appreciator, I'm constantly fumbling through stuff because I don't necessarily just sit and listen to what you know my radio station tells you or or whatever else. So when you find a diamond in the rough like like these songs that you've got and, and the way you present them, which is I, I love your voice. It's very it's got a very soothing yet energetic. It's like a mixture of everything. Great. <laughs> um, do you spend any Do you spend any time in Nashville? Oh, I love Nashville. It was actually a tough decision to pick L.A. or Nashville, but I, I knew sure. some people out here. And I love yeah. Nashville. I'll actually be out there in May. Um, right on. Yeah, so maybe I'll play some shows out there. Shoot, yeah, yeah, you, you'd be perfect. we got to get you down here like Douglas Corner, maybe the Bluebird, of course, and all that good stuff. Mm. But, um, yeah, I understand L.A. is a great place, too. I'm just I'm, – I'm a – Nashville natives, so I've I've been to LA a few times and it's a little quick for my taste, but I do do love and appreciate the ambiance it provides and all that good yeah, stuff. Yeah, there's an energy here for sure. Yeah, my my biggest thrill was when the guy driving me goes, "Hey, that's where the Fresh Prince of Bel Air was taped." I was like, "Oh man, I officially made it!" And then like the <laughs> the Fantasy Factory, I'm like, you know, just like a tourist, it's like when people come here. But um, yeah. so with this music you've got out and everything, um. Um, what was it that they can also if they just want to get it regularly and do it right, you you do offer it on your websites and on these websites as well too. Or did you just, have you just taken yours down now as well? In the event of all of this, or or how do you go about listening to you if somebody wanted to check you out? So I'm basically trying to say. Well, I it's up it's up on streaming under Katrina Stone. I actually yeah. really love streaming. I'm one of the few artists that really love streaming. 
Um, I love all formats of taking music, but it's opened a ton of doors for me. I have a huge fan base in Japan nice. that I never would have had before, and a huge fan base in Brazil, thankfully, like now. And it's opened some doors for me to do some international touring. And I, so I'm a big, like, I, I really appreciate streaming um, yeah. because people can find me right away. So if you look up Katrina Stone on any of the streaming services, um, you can also purchase it if you want to, like on Amazon. Um, or iTunes still, but yeah, it's all still up there, and um, all of my records are up there. Groovy. I mean, and, and and rightfully so, they deserve to be. But um, anyway, uh, look forward to Bree being here in May, and, and you know, thank you for you know standing out and, and talking about this stuff. I mean, it's just it's not a fun thing. I mean, you <laughs> want music to be a happy and celebrated thing, not somebody taking advantage of what you put your heart and soul in because it takes a talent that I don't have that I appreciate to write songs the way you write them and it takes a lot of love and some people have certain gifts and I I don't think that any garbage person should be taking that away from you it just Mm -hmm. makes me wish I could find them and like you know pinch their heads with some parts or something I don't know it's just really not nice so far we've we found out we we think that they're actually overseas so there's really nothing we can do track that person down we just want streaming sites to like be held accountable absolutely and, and like you said and, and one thing you called out is also very very sad and unfortunate is, is like you said unless you're making them buku money they really mm-hmm. you know just like there's a little independent podcast this is all it's out of nashville but you know thankfully a handful of people share it and everything and, and they you know a lot of people don't pay things no mind but i mean it's just as important like yours is just as important as you know, a song by Mariah Carey or an Elton John or Lady Gaga or whoever I can think of right now. But, um, you know, I bring awareness to this, and I, I appreciate you doing that and, and sharing your time talking with me. Yeah, well, thank you so much for being willing to, to talk about this and share it with your audience. Yeah, too. because they deserve to know because, um, you know, yeah. find you the right way and not, uh, you know, somebody <laughs> with a totally different name or, you know, whatever. Because right. if you do that, what's the next thing you do? You're going to be searching for that particular art stuff, and then you're just going to be in a big loophole or something. Yeah, and I don't ever want anyone to question whether or not I was the one that stole it. I, that was oh, like that would my be first awful. fear. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was like, no, I'm I'm the one that created this. It's like identity theft. It's, it felt very weird. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I mean, and and it's it's your your art, your your baby, your your love, your passion. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's almost worse than identity theft in that sense because they're you're already pouring your heart and soul out of here, and somebody's just like, oh, that's nothing. I'll just take it away from them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, just total, total dirt. And I'm sorry you had to deal with it, but let's give out your social medias and everything. I, I need to turn on some uh, some national people to you because I really think you're groovy. Where can I find you <laughs> Thank at? Thank you. You're welcome. Well, I'm most uh, active on Instagram. You can find me at Katrina May Stone. It's M-A-E. Um, and my website, Katrina Stone Music, has all of my, all of my social media stuff on there. Um, and I'm going to be a little more active this year with like some touring and I'm releasing a record in May that's just pop, fun, anything I want to make, pretty much. Yes, nice. So I'm excited about that. And uh, yeah. our, lo- our local girl, Haley Williams, is about to go on a solo tour. Maybe you and her can team up. Oh, my goodness. That would be amazing. <laughs> we're, we're, I'm going I'm to send that out to her. I'm going to throw that vibe out there. Maybe she'll catch on to it. Yeah, that would be incredible. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome. Hey, thank you for sharing your time, and you have a wonderful evening, okay? Yeah, you too. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, all right. Bye. Bye. Very special thanks to this week's guest, Michelle Trana of Divorce Diaries, singer-songwriter Katrina Stone. 
Very grateful to have them on the podcast. I'd like to thank you, most importantly, the listeners, for listening to the podcast. Really enjoy making it week to week. And without you, wouldn't be able to make it, wouldn't have anybody to listen to it. So thank you for doing that. I really appreciate it. Grateful from the bottom of my heart. If you keep listening to them, I'm going to keep making them. If you know anybody you think would be an awesome guest for the podcast, have them email me, joshbelcher at hotmail.com. You always remember, also as well, I love you for you and where you're at in this stage of life. Be safe, have a great week, and we'll catch you down the line. Thank you so much for listening to the Josh Belcher Uncharted Podcast. See you next time.